So this morning we'll be offering basic instructions for mindfulness, which will be our practice today. Really supporting this process of arriving more fully and settling, settling in this moment. So as we begin a period of meditation, I often find it helpful just to tune in to the space around the body. Just connecting with the sense of openness that the space around you is unobstructed. There's no pressure. No one's asking us to do anything or be anything. And just feeling that in the very space around you. I also often like to remind myself, there's nothing I need to do right now. That this time has been given. I'm giving myself this time to just be here. Rather than trying to get somewhere achieve something, produce some special state. All of those intentions and motivations that we use in our ordinary life and which serve us well, actually don't work so well in meditation. So seeing if consciously you can just set that down, doing, getting, becoming, having, attaining, and think about just arriving, what's it like just to be here, what's here. And so in this way we are orienting our mind and our heart in a different way. Ah, nothing I need to do right now, just to be here. What a relief, what a gift. This could be quite enjoyable. Allowing the thoughts of the past where you've come from, who you've left, your responsibilities, just allowing that to fade into the background, setting that aside. Setting aside thoughts of the future, what's for lunch, what will yoga be like, How will it be at the end of the retreat? Just having that conscious attention to give up thoughts of the past and the future. 
and instead to have interest in discovering what this moment holds. So we're framing it up, setting our intention to be here, nothing to do, just relax and arrive. With that orientation, it's often very helpful to begin to ground the attention in the body. So using the felt experience of this human body sitting or standing or lying down as a reference point for the here and now. Very, very tangible, easy to feel. So what lets you know that you're sitting or standing? Inside, what are the actual sensations? Feelings of pressure, of weight, perhaps temperature, Just bringing the attention fully into the body. Sometimes you can even use a soft mental note, sitting, sitting, just as a pointer, pointing to the experience that's happening. It's like we're telling our mind, hey, hey, this is what we're doing now. Just this very simple, steady activity of sitting here. Let's just be in this consciously, knowing that sitting is happening through the direct experience. Standing, standing. As Sharon was pointing out last night, checking in with the posture, feeling the uprightness of the mind, of the, of the spine. And allowing that to bring a sense of uprightness and alertness to the mind. And balancing that with a sense of ease and relaxation. That all of the muscles and tissues can soften around the support of the skeletal structure. How when the body's aligned, the skeleton holds it up and everything else can just rest, soften, sink down.
can sometimes be helpful to give some attention to areas that we usually hold tension, like the jaw. Seeing if in just bringing your awareness to these areas, there might be some releasing, some softening. Muscles around the eyes, back of the neck, shoulders. chest or the belly. And as we enter this experience of sitting in a human body more completely, you might notice that it's breathing. rhythm of movement. Just allowing that to begin to enter your awareness in a very gentle way, not needing to focus on it or catch it. It's like you're adjusting the lens on a camera, just allowing it slowly and its own time to come into focus, noticing what sections of the breath you can feel naturally. The swelling or expanding of an in-breath. The sinking, the settling, the loosening, the stopping of an out-breath. As you begin to tune in to the breathing, seeing if there's some place in the body where you feel the sensations of breathing in and breathing out more clearly, more easily. This might be the nostrils, Often the rise and fall of the chest or the, the belly and the abdomen, the expansion, the softening and contraction. There's no better place, no right way to do it. Seeing where you can feel it most clearly Again, without trying to get it or grab it, just allowing it to come to you. Or just listening, feeling, receiving. Receiving the sensations of an in-breath. 
perceiving the sensations of an outbreath. And seeing if through this listening, this receiving, the mind might start to want to just rest and settle with that experience of feeling, sensing, breathing in and breathing out. Resting the attention on those sensations. If you like, it can be helpful to use a soft mental note, again pointing, so in, out, rising, falling.
completely natural for the mind to wander. That's its habit. Nothing's gone wrong. In the moment that you notice the mind is playing with something else, this is a cause for celebration. How wonderful, awareness has returned of its own. We're awake again. How wonderful, ah, great, I'm back. Hmm, begin again. Welcoming, welcoming ourselves back rather than berating. Ah, sweetheart, you're back, wonderful. Let's be with this sitting, this breathing again. Thoughts will arise naturally, just as naturally as the ear hears sound. Thoughts arise in the mind, seeing if you can just let them be in the background, like a radio or a TV in the other room. No need to get involved. Seeing if you can simply allow them to come and go in the background. Emotions will come and go. See if you can regard them just like changing weather. Cloud passing over the sun. A gust of cold air. Nothing you need to do about it. 
get involved or fix it, make it go away. And just let simply let them, let them move through, coming back to the breathing, the sitting. If or when a particularly strong emotion grips the attention, it's sometimes helpful to come back to the body and just feel what's happening in the body, giving that energy a container to be felt and to move through on its own.
in the last couple of minutes of our sitting together, seeing if you can keep it very simple. No need to struggle or strive. Just taking it one half breath at a time, breathing in, know that you're breathing in. Breathing out, feel and know that you're breathing out. So we have some time for any questions that you might have about these instructions and how we're encouraging you to practice today. We'll give some walking instructions at the, at the end of our time this morning. Please. Um, I found and I'm finding this morning that I get sleepy from following the breath and mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. as my primary mindfulness object. Mm-hmm. Is that comparable for this uh, type of practice that you have us doing as a foundation for the course today? Yes. Yes, that's fine. The question was, she's feeling sleepy when she follows the breathing and has been using sound, hearing, as the primary object for her meditation and wondering if that's comparable to what we're, what we're offering this morning and using the breath and the body. And the response is, yes, it's, that's fine, yeah.
Yeah, in the back. You'd like to know more about getting sleepy? <laughs> like how to get sleepy? <laughs> how to manage sleepiness. Sure. How many people... Yeah, yeah. She finds she keeps falling asleep and punning, punishing herself. How many people felt sleepy during this sitting? Okay. <laughs> Very natural. Yeah, punishing yourself is extra. <laughs> Try not to do that if you can <laughs> How? <laughs> so, um, sleepiness is a very common experience, as Sharon was saying last night, that you know we're used to doing things all the time. So we put our body in a very relaxed position and don't give the mind much to do other than feeling the breathing. And the response is, oh, great, time to go to sleep. So there's actually a retraining of the nervous system that's happening where we're learning to do a very subtle activity very simple, like sitting, or standing, or hearing, or walking, or breathing, but stay awake. And that's, that's something that's learned over time. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second is that the first day and days of a retreat, there's often a lot of sleepiness and restlessness. And these are imbalances in our energy. And we're, it's useful to keep in mind where we're coming from. Many of us have been moving at a very, very high clip, doing a lot, engaged in a lot, stimulated a lot. So when we come out of that, there's kind of a period of detox where the mind is either falling asleep because it's so exhausted from everything that's been happening and the body as well, or it's buzzing. You know, it's moving around. There's nothing to track anymore, but it's in the habit of tracking things, making sure everything's getting done. What else do I have to do? So you'll notice those patterns continuing, even though there's nothing for them to really latch on to right now anymore. That's that significant. So all that to say it's very natural. It's part of certainly definitely the first few days and, and often is just a part of our practice in learning to balance our energy. So some of the tips in terms of working with sleepiness are things like opening your eyes rather than having them closed. Sit up a little bit more. Bring a little bit more attention to the spine so that the body's actually alert. You're telling the body, hey, something to pay attention to here. Yeah. You can pull on your earlobes. That helps. That's actually in the early texts, one of the things the Buddha recommended. Pull on your earlobes. Maybe that's why he has such long earlobes in all of his statues, because he sat so much. Sometimes you can take um, a few deeper breaths to try to bring some more energy into the body. We generally encourage you to just let the breath be natural when there's an imbalance in energy, it can be useful to um, either slow the breath down or increase it, just n not for more than two or three breaths. We're not trying to do ujjaya breathing or any yogic breathing, but just to bring energy into the body. Yeah. And if you're really exhausted, it's fine to take a nap, especially this first day or two. Like your body might just be really tired. So, you know, um, don't use that as your first <laughs> response, but when you try everything else after the sitting, splash some water on your face, go outside, get some air, 
Mm-hmm. And if you still find, you know, take a, take a nap after lunch, rest. Okay? I hope that's useful. Yeah. There was a question up here. You still have a question? So uh, she's saying that in the sitting, sometimes the breath gets very shallow. And then the the thought can arise, I'm not getting enough oxygen with some fear. And she recognizes that's a thought, but noticing that it keeps happening and then there's some tension there and wondering what to do with that. Yeah. So also very, very natural, very normal. Uh, The breath can change in all kinds of ways. It can disappear entirely and then it's like really freak out. So just know that it's fine. You're, 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 you're going to be okay. Um, it's great that you're noticing that fear, right? And being able to recognize, oh, that's fear. My mind's getting concerned about this. And it's a very natural response. Um, so my sense is that the first thing to do as you're already doing is to notice the fear, notice the thought. And see if you can just rest there, just like, oh, this is fear, without needing to change anything. Yeah. If the body needs more air, it will take care of itself. Yeah. Part of what I'm hearing you talk about that I'm guessing is an experience for many of us is that often when we, when we bring our attention to feeling the breath, which happens involuntarily, we, we start to control it. Right? And then there can be a tension. And so there's often this process of like backing off from the breath, sort of being and sort of sneaking up on it, making sure like, oh, can I feel it without, you know, tensing, without controlling or tightening and then backing up. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very subtle balance that we find. One of the analogies in the text is like, you're, you're with the breath like you're holding a small bird, right? You, you can't hold it too hard or you crush it. But if you don't hold it with some firmness, it's, it's going to run away. So there's that in the fear and the tension. So just seeing if there can be some relaxing. Yeah. So notice the fear. Be with that. Relaxing the tension. And then the last piece is also that when the breath gets shallow, sometimes it can be, there can be a discomfort. Like it can feel like there's a pressure in the chest. Right. So notice that and see if you can just allow that. It's uncomfortable, it's not pleasant, but that's it. Doesn't need to be a problem, doesn't need to be something we, the, the tendency is to want to make that go away, to think that something's gone wrong, when in fact it's just uncomfortable. So you can just notice, oh, there's a pressure here in the chest. How is that? Can I just breathe with this? Yeah. And as I was saying, if it gets too tight, you know, don't struggle. There's no need to struggle. It's fine. Open the eyes, you know, bring your attention back just into the body sitting and allow, allow, allow all that to soften and sort of shake out and then come back to it. Thank you. Please. Could you speak to being with discomfort and pain as sitting practice? 
Yeah, thank you. How many people felt, the question was, can you speak to being with discomfort and pain as the sitting progresses? How many people felt uncomfortable or painful sensations? Yeah, great. This is a a central part of the training in meditation, right? Because it's part of the nature of these bodies to hurt. Just don't do anything long enough and you'll start to hurt. (laughs) That's why we move, one of the reasons we move around so much is to ease that. So I think the first point is recognizing that um, there's enough difficulty that arises naturally in meditation that we don't need to add any extra. So finding a posture that's as comfortable as possible at the beginning is important. You don't want to be shifting the whole time, but in particular with the legs, you want your knees lower than your hips. If they're up, if they're up or at the same level, often you can get tension in the thighs. So finding a posture that's that's supportive, um, that's for everyone. It's sort of more general than the question you're asking. So just a few, a few. there's a lot that can be said on working with pain and discomfort. We give a whole Dharma talk on that. Just a few pointers. So one is notice the reactivity in the mind. See if you can notice the difference between the sensation, like the pressure or tension this woman was feeling in her chest, and what the mind does with that, what it makes of it. The fear, the reactivity, the I don't wantness, the clenching, I don't want this, the clenching around it. Right? And see if that, if there can be some relaxing, some softening in that. Because often the pain is what the mind is adding to an unpleasant sensation. The sensation is just what the sensation is. And then it's the not wanting it, the resisting it, the tightening around it, the fear about it, where it starts to really hurt, where there's pain. Not all the time, but just look at that. Okay, so softening the reactivity. Exploring the sensation itself. So breathing into it can be useful. Like with your mind and the breathing, wherever that sensation is, imagine the breath moving into it and and sort of opening, softening, breathing with it. That's very useful. Exploring the sensation. What does it actually feel like, this discomfort, this pain? So pain is 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 a thought. What is it? Is it? Is it hot? Is it hard? Is it twisting? Is it burning? Is it stabbing? Is it itching? Really, really explore what is the actual experience that I'm terming pain or uncomfortable. See if you can find the edges of it. Where does it stop? Where does it actually feel okay? Yeah. Put the attention in another part of the body where there isn't an unpleasant sensation and hang out there for a while, then come back. Okay. So all of these ways of creatively exploring and being with it. Mm-hmm. Always noticing the reactivity in the mind. We're trying to come from a place of interest and care rather than I'm trying to get rid of this or work it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the last thing is just using wisdom, which can mean a lot of things. In this context, I'm referring to sort of more common sense, which is um, if you can't be with it in a balanced way, if it's like obsessing the mind, it's fine to shift your posture. Yeah? Stand up if you need to. 
watch out so you're not shifting every two or three minutes to, to get comfortable. You know, stay with it until long enough that you realize, okay, like this is too much for me to be with and then shift. Good rule, there are two rules of thumb you can you can use for that. So one is, you know, if you notice it three times and after the third time it's, you know, really, really creating instability, unbalance in the mind, then shift. That's one rule of thumb you could work with. The other is look and see after the sitting, if it goes away, it's fine. If it if the pain persists or lingers, then you know, okay, I need to do something different in my posture. Don't want to injure yourself. You know, really important not injure your knee or your back by trying to force yourself to stay with it. So use your common sense there. Listen to what your body's telling you. Okay, thanks. Okay, so we're going to shift gears here. <clears throat> we're very fortunate uh, on this retreat to have Eowyn Alstrom here with us to uh, support our practice with yoga. And uh, Eowyn's a uh, deep practitioner and yogi. Uh, and so I just want to turn it over to her to speak a little bit about what she'll be offering and introduce herself. Thanks, Oren. Is that, that mic sounds to me like it's on. You guys hear me in the back? Yeah. So good morning. It's nice to see everybody. Lots of familiar faces here. And uh, dear friends and colleagues uh, here and, and there. Uh, it's always a pleasure to offer yoga at uh, retreats at IMS. Um, my experience is that Yoga can be a tremendous support for uh, retreat practice. So this practice that I'll offer is really quite gentle, and that is uh, in keeping with uh, a metta retreat. There's a sense of an encouragement to offer friendliness uh, to the embodied uh, situation. So I thought it might be helpful to give you a direct uh, experience of that, especially since we've been sitting for a little while. Uh, And we don't actually even have to move from sitting to experience this. Uh, I would uh, just encourage you to sit tall for a moment. Notice the uprightness of your spine. Connect with your awareness of your body that Oren has so beautifully been uh, supporting us with so far. Feel the body sitting here. Uh, Feel the fact that you're breathing, maybe just one or two breaths. And then for a few moments, explore the possibility of making some simple circles with your nose, as if you were drawing a a circle in front of you in space. You might find it's nice to breathe in as the nose comes up toward the high end of the circle and breathe out as the nose drops down toward the low end of the circle. Doesn't matter at all how big your circles are. It could change the direction, maybe go the other way a few times. And as you are moving, see if you can be awake to the sensations of the experience of moving. 
If you notice some place in the circle where it would feel really nice to pause because it creates a a stretch or a, a sweetness, you could do that. And then when you're ready, come back to a neutral position of your head. So that's a taste, you know. And uh, my suggestion would be that uh, this kind of very gentle yoga, which I think will do a lot of uh, reclining, we'll practice downstairs in the lower walking room. We've got plenty of mats for everybody, so you don't have to to worry about that. I suspect you're going to get lots of sitting up, walking, and standing in the rest of your retreat. So I think we'll, we'll look at the reclining posture uh, and use gentle movements like this in, from starting, at least from reclining, and see if we can uh, support a process of uh, balancing some of those energies that you guys were, were talking about. You know, the sleepiness, the restlessness, uh, the, uh, having a gentle movement practice like this in the morning each day of a meditation retreat can just be really wonderful to help to even out those energies a little bit. Uh, as Oren said, bodies are going to hurt. You know, that's part of the nature of bodies. They will ache. They will be sore. So it's not that we're going to get rid of that by doing this. That's not even the idea in some way. You know? Although we may find at moments relief. The idea is really to uh, support are cultivating more and more a relationship with our bodies that accepts our bodies as part of nature. You know, we're just like a tree. We, we get born, we live, we have to get through the day. <laughs> yeah. And so practicing mindful movement can really uh, uh, support particularly getting through the day when you're on retreat. As I said, plenty of mats downstairs. I think the practice will be pretty much accessible to everybody here. Uh, Won't be things that are too hard to do. But also you can leave things out if it's too hard. You don't have to to do everything that I say. You can follow along the best you can. And you can add things. Wonderful opportunity, really, to um, practice being mindful of the body moving in community hmm? together. So we do not have blankets downstairs. If you, I would actually suggest, it's nice that we have this period in the morning, if you could bring a blanket with you downstairs, and then when we come back up to the sitting, please bring that blanket back with you uh, to the sitting. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I was going to say about details. So stairs at the back of this room, stairs at the front of this room, both go down to the lower walking room. And there are two toilet stalls and a sink. There's a bathroom downstairs. Uh, so um, might be helpful to try to come down to yoga and come back. Yeah. And uh, last thing I'll say is it's optional. Uh, Oren is going to offer you some uh, walking meditation instructions. And if that feels more appropriate to you to support your practice, you know, please use your common sense wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to spending this time with you. Thanks so much, Eowyn. It's optional, and I, I can't encourage you enough. <laughs> I've, I've done yoga with Aon, and I always learn something 
and um it's as she was saying it's it's a she really integrates it into the retreat you know has been sitting for years and years and so it's not like you're going to be like taking a break from the retreat like you're going to miss something it's very very integrated and if you go every day when you leave the retreat whether you have a yoga practice or not you will have new tools and skills so it will support you even beyond this retreat to go yoga happens at 9:30 right after this sitting every morning thank you yeah it is happening today at 9:30 right after we leave here so i'd like to offer some instructions on walking which is uh the other core form that we use in our practice of mindfulness, of metta, loving kindness. I love walking. (laughs) I didn't love walking when I started. It was torturous. (laughs) One of the most valuable instructions I received for walking meditation was on my first retreat. And the teacher said, Drop the word meditation. Just walk. Just walk. So in the same way as when we sit, we just bring our attention to the simplicity of feeling the body sitting, feeling the breathing. We just bring that simplicity to feeling the body walking. And it can be so enjoyable. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we might just stand to walk uh, just a few paces or the whole length, whatever is appropriate for your body. If walking is not easeful for you, then to just move in a way that is easeful and simple. So how to do this? So generally, we have a set uh, path that we walk and we pace back and forth rather than taking a walk which you can do mindfully, but is different because it puts the mind in a different frame. It's very clear that we're not going anywhere when, we're, when we have a track that we just walk back and forth. Yeah. So anywhere from 10 to 20 paces. Um, I'll name a few of the places to walk. And uh, the process is just feeling the, the body moving, feeling the walking. And I'll offer just a few different ways that you can tune into that. The idea here is not to compete to see who can walk the slowest or the best or the most creatively. Notice that when it comes up as it may. Yeah, we're just walking to support (laughs) presence, to support the sense of embodied presence, to give the mind a place to rest. It's like, hey, look, we're walking now. Let's just do that. Now I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do my yogi job. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're walking, just walking. So um, there are a few, the few aspects to this that make it, uh, that help to support the continuity of uh, of our practice of our mindfulness. I'll, I'll see how well I can do with this this mic. So um, the first aspect is to just bring your attention fully to standing. So as you begin to just feel the body standing, really feel the weight of the body going through the legs down into the earth, feeling the feet on the ground. 
It's a moment of standing meditation and to actually just allow the mind to stop. Ah, standing. Just feel that, just be with that, the simplicity, the reality of feeling the sensations of standing. And then we say, mindful at any pace. There's no right pace to do walking meditation. You could say, you could break it down and say there are three paces. You could walk sort of at a normal pace. And if the mic were longer, I'd go all the way to the other side. You can walk sort of at a medium pace. Or you can walk even even slower at a fairly slow pace. When you get to the end of your path, stop. Stand for a moment. Include the turning. Notice what it takes for the body to turn around. Whatever pace feels natural for you, whatever pace feels supportive of awareness. And again, standing and then walk, beginning to walk again. So that's the general idea, yeah? So then there are specific things that we can use to help support our awareness. So the first is, it's often helpful for, to, to rest the attention in the legs or the feet. So you might start off feeling the whole body walking and just being with that flow of sensations, feeling how the hips and the shoulders are involved. And then as you come to presence more fully, you might experiment with allowing your awareness to be more just in the legs or even just in the feet and just feeling the sensations that come as you walk, the pressure, the movement, the coolness, the warmth, the hardness, the softness, the tingling, yeah? Just being with the flow of sensations in the legs, in the feet. You might explore just being with the soles of the feet, yeah? So again, the idea here is grounding the awareness, grounding the attention in the sensations of walking. Now again, to support that, it's often helpful to use a light mental note. It's not required, but you might experiment with it. So just as when we're breathing, we might say breathing in and breathing out. So with the walking, it might be, if you're walking at a normal pace, right, left, right, left, or stepping, 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 stepping. And then as it gets more slowly, you can break that down into lifting, placing, lifting, placing, lifting placing. It's not a mantra. We're not focusing on the words. They're pointing at the experience, helping the mind keep track. Like you've got one finger on the wheel of a car, just, just steering, just right. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. And then you can break it down even more into lifting, moving, placing, lifting, moving, placing. So again, relax, enjoy, feel, feel the walking. Try not to struggle. Let the thoughts and the emotions just be in the background, just move through.
And remember that the most important moment in our meditation practice is that moment we wake up. The work's already been done. You're already back. It's a good thing. (laughs) It's a really good thing. Yeah? So in that moment, it's like, oh, great, cool. Here we go. Learning. Begin again. Let go. Begin again. It's in that space that the transformation and the learning happens. It's not something gone wrong. So relax, feel, enjoy. Yes. Okay. So the question was just noticing that she's observing herself meditating and sort of judging or feeling like she's the meditation police and is it useful to set an intention at the beginning or is that grasping? I'm just going to answer this very briefly so we have time to go to yoga. Um, Important and helpful to set an intention. Yeah. Relax. Just be here. Nothing to do. Kindness. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Okay, so have a great morning, a great day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.